0: always say oh we loved it it was wonderful thank you so much but you know you don't get as much of the personal impact and it was high impact Andy will tell you when I came home my boots were walking about six inches off the ground Oh, let me tell you about this. It was quite different.
1: This time, we're talking to Bill. Bill went with us on a trip last year. Had a great time. He was on a trip where we teach people how to take their own boats up the inside passage from Bellingham to Ketchikan. But what he experienced was pretty common in a lot of our trips. A little introduction. So tell us tell us who you are.
0: Yeah, so my name is Bill and I had the great pleasure of going to Alaska from Bellingham to Ketchikan in 2018 on the David B. I'm I'm an experienced boater. Uh lived on my boat in Southern California for 5 years, had boats for 8 years on the ocean, grew up on the water, and I had it in my head for a long, 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 long time that I was going to take my own boat to Alaska. And I said that out loud uh in the end of March of 2018 when my nephew was here and he said, you know, Uncle Bill, you've been saying that for 25 years when are you going to do something about it I said well huh and I picked up my iPhone and googled the phrase something like learning to cruise to Alaska and I found a bunch of people that would give me uh, a classroom course in inland colleges or an online course or 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 and I went down and there's this headline from Northwest Navigation. And I uh, clicked on it. First thing I saw was the David B. And thought, that looks like the coolest possible way to go to Alaska and learn this. The more I read, I realized that that was the right kind of setting for me. Um, a small group, I think, including Jeffrey and Christine, there were seven of us aboard. And, you know, I said, this is going to be a great learning experience. 700 plus miles, Bellingham to Ketchikan, over a period of 12 days. I think I'll learn what I need to learn. But what I thought I needed to learn was how to handle the open water passage, roughly 70 miles. That had always been a little bee in my bonnet. I was worried about it. And I thought, I've got to do this for somebody else to see how they do it. Little did I know how much more there was to learn, not only about navigation and safety, but about the places, the touch points, the things to see, how to really enjoy the trip. And I made my phone call. And I called and didn't get what I had hoped for, which was, yeah, come right on aboard. I was told, sorry, we're booked until 2019. Um, Would you like to make a reservation for 2019? I was very disappointed. No, but, you know, maybe you just put me on the wait list or the cancellation list. And I was told, well, we never get cancellations. This is a much in-demand cruise, and, you know, you may just want to think about 2019. Two days later, the gods all shined on me. And I got a call that said, well, guess what? We have an opportunity. If you want to come. Um, and that kind of laid out what I needed to do, how I needed to prepare. I said yes and um, turned out to be a fabulous experience. Cool. That didn't yep. sound a whole lot like introducing myself. <laughs> do, you want, do you want more about me?
1: Um, Yeah, it. It uh, it is interesting because you weren't, uh, it, you you actually had a lot of boating knowledge. You mm-hmm. you you'd spent a bunch of time driving a boat around, and driving your boat around, and you also had been out on the ocean, and uh, so in in some ways you're you're like a lot of the people we get on the trips, and then in some ways a lot of those people don't have any experience. So yeah,
0: so um, I had a forty-five foot. Uh, Linois, um, twin diesel, aft cabin motor yacht that I I kept in Southern California. Uh, lived on it for five years. Um, I always thought I was one of the few boats that ever left the harbor. I put twelve hundred hours on the engines in that period of time, which is just marginally more than what you do in the David B in a, <laughs> in a single, single year. year. Yeah. <clears throat> so I you know, I thought that I had a good background to be able to take the course, do the cruise, learn what I needed to know, but I also knew that, you know, Southern California bo- boating and uh British Columbia and Alaska are a whole different animal. So I I was never confused about that. I knew there was a lot to learn. You know, in Southern California, if you have a 24-mile radar, you're never out of sight of land, right? You can always know where you are. I had those experiences, but I was never more than a radio call away from uh, somebody seeing me in 25 minutes to help me solve my problem. That's what I needed. And I knew that that would not, definitely not be the case if I went to Alaska yeah it's a little more a uh, little more remote than that oh just a little <laughs> I'd been thinking about it for a lot of years I'd no longer live near the ocean so I wasn't looking at the ocean every day being reminded um, but when my nephew just said hey put up or shut up <laughs> yeah you've been talking about this for too long either get with the program or change this. you know Find a new topic to talk about. And that that's just kind of how I got to where I was. You, you mentioned
1: that you live a long ways from the ocean. And uh, we're actually visiting you because you live a way, long ways from the ocean. Because looking out the window where we are right now, we're looking at this gorgeous snowy view. And uh, we came here to go skiing with you. And we, which, and you and we got, have. And it's been awesome. And you
0: got the best <laughs> snow we've had in... Two or three years. Yeah, what we what we get as you were stuck, unable to get here that first night. We had six or seven feet of snow in the Sierra Nevada, and it got really cold. So it was for us that's dry snow that we were we've been on. Yeah, we covered some of the rest of it. Yeah. So tell us about um,
1: at one point on the trip you were on. We stopped at this First Nations village. Yeah. It actually was kind of out of our way, it wasn't our plan, but for other reasons we stopped at this First Nations village. Yeah.
0: And it was it was late in the day. The sky was still light, but it was late in the day. And I was standing on the dock and one of the guys from the village was down there on the dock and I, you know, kind of a gregarious guy, and I said, Hi, my name's Bill, and he said, Oh, I'm Marvin. I said, hi, Marvin, nice to meet you. What do you do, Marvin? I mean, tell me about yourself. And he said, well, I lead the defenders. Okay, what are the defenders, Marvin? Well, we look after the interests of the First Nations, and he used the word against, against the central Canadian government, because we were in British Columbia at the time. And I thought, well, okay, what what does that mean? And he said, well, you know, they were going to build an oil terminal right up, um, you know, in this beautiful, pristine area and think that they're going to bring super tankers into the inside passage to load oil on them. And we told them they were crazy. And we fought, and we fought for, I don't know, five years or seven years. And they canceled. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's, you do anything other than, He says, oh, I look after the spirit bears. I love that terminology, that that's
1: how, that's how he,
0: like, like his wording. That's just really cool. His wording. Yeah. And I said, well, what are the spirit bears, Marvin? So, so somewhere in this, I had sent a text home that said, hey, just want you to know, I had a little bit of cell phone reception. This is the name of the village where I am. And, uh. I'm standing on the dock talking to my new friend, Marvin. And a few minutes later, I get a text back from Andy, and she says, well, that wouldn't happen to be Marvin Robinson, would it? And I texted back, yes, and I got back this litany. I can't believe you're meeting Marvin Robinson. Do you know who Marvin Robinson is? And this one, I mean, she was just, here she is all the way back down, sitting at the base of the Sierras, excited about the guy that I'm meeting. And I think that village were about 125 people, Yep. right? And she says, Marvin Robinson, he's the spirit bear guy. I went, okay, well, let me go talk to Marvin some more. (laughs) And so I said, Marvin, tell me about the spirit bears. And Marvin described it, and, and I'll translate it into to more of our customary description spirit bears are black bears that live on two islands two islands only so there's a little inbreeding there and they have a recessive gene that creates a 50 50 probability of any one bear being white okay everything else about them is the same but instead of having black fur they have white fur they're not albino okay these are not albino bears These are just black bears with white fur. They kind of look like a
1: really light-colored golden retriever. Is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they aren't like pure white polar bear white. I
0: mean, they're really,
1: really light-colored. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Creamy. Creamy white. So so I said, okay, well, well, what do you do with the spirit bears, Marvin? Marvin says, I visit them. Long pause. Oh, Okay. Well, what do you do when you visit them? And he says, uh, he touches his forehead and says, we we talk. Okay. And he says, and they like to touch me. I said, well, wh- well, that's pretty novel. Tell me about that. He says, I think they don't understand why I have no fur on my face. And they're curious. So they come into a meadow. And will see me and stand with me and touch me. And will be there for a while. And then when they're done, they walk away. And I go back, get in my boat, and come home. So when I got home, needless to say, I went to YouTube and looked for Marvin Robinson. Marvin hasn't done any of his own videos. But there are some professional videos, stories done by well-financed naturalists that have gone in with Marvin to see the spirit bears. And it was a remarkable story. So just think about the small world aspect of that. We didn't really intend to stop at that village. I had no idea who this guy on the dock was. Andy, because of the wonders of modern technology, was able to Google the name of the village and see this guy Marvin and tell me, how far away was I, 1,500 miles north or yep. more? yep. Tell me that I was talking to Marvin Robinson. That was an amazing kind of thing to have happen to you. And I would imagine that if you spend four months doing things, some with the schedule, some without, some being led around a little bit randomly by opportunity, that. That wouldn't be a terribly unusual kind of experience. You may not meet Marvin, the Marvin Robinson specifically, right. but you would encounter people like that. People with stories that when we first hear him, I mean, I was scratching my head when he said, I take care of the spirit bears. I thought it was perhaps a cultural or religious thing, activity he was responsible for. No, it was for bears real pairs Right. that oh by the way in in my molecular language have this recessive gene that allows them to not be black it's pretty cool
1: another thing we didn't talk about was there was this guy on the boat who was just there to see the scenery yeah so it was interesting i mean you were on a on a trip that was this learn to cruise class and yeah. everybody else there was learning yeah except for this one guy
0: daryl daryl yeah. daryl yeah i mean daryl um i would characterize as a chronically serial entrepreneur has started businesses built businesses some have failed some have been successful and you kind of talking to daryl it's what he really enjoys but what what did he do you know a guy like that doesn't have a lot of free time let's be clear not a lot of free time in his life what did he do he 12 days on a boat where other people were going to be studying and learning and trying to figure out. And he had the great, the great advantage of being an observer. And so, you know, any time of the day, now Daryl was good at taking naps in the saloon, right? He was good at that. But any time of day you could find Daryl and he's just observing looking. Sometimes looking at us when we're in the pilot house and you know we're trying to set a course to go from A to B. He sat through in the evening when we would sit down and you'd say, okay, here's our target destination for tomorrow. Let's talk about how we get from here to there, what we're going to encounter, what we need to anticipate. Get out your tide books. Let's look at the tides. Daryl participated in all that, but He would just sit and go face to face and look at what other people were doing and how they were looking. That was, he was a heck of a guy, heck of a guy, really interesting. And like I said, it's a compliment, a chronic serial entrepreneur. And he unplugged for 12 days.
1: Music is from Blue Dot Sessions. You can find them on the web at sessions.blue. Until next time, fair winds. Yeah, I cool. can't think of what. What were we jammer, uh, yeah. jammering on yeah. about, <laughs> all that, about all that time, right? I'm sure, it was really, really, re- really interesting. Well, I think part of that
0: was you were telling, you guys were talking about when you would accept an invitation to visit other yeah. guests. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 And it's really, Yeah, it's really fun to be here. Part of the reason we're here um, is because you were, uh, you, you invited us here, and you were very persuasive about us wanting to come here, but a lot of it was sort of this conversation on the boat, oh, do you guys ski? Oh, yeah, you ski? Well, you should come and stay with me, because <laughs> I live 22 minutes away from <laughs> the best skiing.
0: Yep. Yeah, this, it's pretty of the world. Well, and you know, like I like I said, I was I was a little nervous for a couple of minutes going, did I push them too hard? They're such nice people. Maybe they couldn't just say we don't really want to be stuck having to see you for that long. Right. We did 12 days with you. That's enough. <laughs>